Welcome to the One City Church audio experience. My name is Jesse Dan Yusuf and I serve as the lead pastor. Our vision is to see everyone everywhere becoming one with God and our mission is to bring heaven to earth in our city as it is in heaven. Right now, we are preparing for the official launch of our church on Sunday, the 1st of October, 2023, and we are inviting you to be a part of this special move of God. For more information, you can visit our website, www.one-city.org, or follow us on social media at One City Online. Now let's listen to the message. We are in the fourth episode of a series we started called Foundations. Amen. And it is us tracing our doctrinal roots um, in Christ and grounding ourselves in the person of Jesus so that we can become all that he has called us to be. Amen. So we started first episode, we titled it City on a Rock, and we looked at the um, our father in the faith, the person of Abraham. And the Bible says that he looked forward. Amen to a city which has foundations, whose architect and designer is Jesus, is God. Amen. And we said that this foundation is the rock, and the rock is Christ. Hallelujah. The next episode, we went further to discover um, who Jesus is. We said there's no way you can encounter Jesus and, uh, you, uh, and just leave him as it is, you come to four conclusions. Whether Jesus is a legend, whether this is just stories, is a myth. You either encounter Jesus and say all he's saying makes him to be a liar. Then you now, when you encounter Jesus and you hear all he's saying, you say it's either he's a lunatic. And the fourth option is that Jesus is Lord. Amen. Jesus is Lord. And when we encounter Jesus, we've learned that it's not just a superficial encounter. It is a transformative encounter where the Spirit of God makes us one with him. Glory to God. Amen. And last week, we realized that Jesus came to save us. Hallelujah. But we, we discussed, save us from what? From the wrath of God. From our sin from ourselves and eternal damnation eternal damnation but he saved us for himself glory to god he saved us for himself he saved us so that we can have eternal life in him amen glory to god so we are continuing this and i've titled today's message becoming like christ or becoming like jesus if we've encountered jesus and he has saved us what does it look like to become like him if he has saved us for himself amen what does that look like? What is that journey like? So I want us to understand something, that our journey, the journey of faith starts in Christ. Amen? The journey of faith starts where? In Christ. Many of us struggle in our Christian walk because you're striving to get into Christ. Meanwhile, Christ is in us, amen, and we are called to show forth that Christ is in us. So you're attempting to work for your salvation and not work out your salvation. Your Christian walk starts where? One city, I can't hear you. Your Christian walk starts where? In Christ, Amen. We are in Christ and he is in us. This is not motivational speaking. It is the Bible. Romans 8 starts like that. Therefore, there is when? Now. When? Now. No condemnation for who? For those who are in Christ Jesus. Amen. That is where our journey with Christ starts. Our journey with Christ starts with him in us and us in him. That is the teaching of the apostles. The apostles, if you have, have given us this assignment several times, I've said, go and study. Look for any time you see in Christ, in him, in the Bible. Your life will continue, uh, will, will, will radically change. So our journey to becoming like Christ starts where? In Christ. Hallelujah. Doesn't that take away so much stress? Amen. Because many of us, you've been like, oh my God, I've been trying to stop this sin. I've been trying to stop these addictions. I've been trying to live more like Jesus. But what you've been doing is striving 
to get into Christ. Meanwhile, your journey starts where? In Christ. Your journey starts where? In Christ. Even Christ said in John 15, if you were, if you what? Abide in me and I abide in you, you will bear much fruit. If what? If you abide in me and I abide in you. He said, if you give me my heart, my father and I will make your heart our home. Woo! So man is the dwelling place of God. Amen? Man is the dwelling place of God. Man is the tabernacle of God. We are new creation. Where? In Christ. We are God's masterpiece. Where? In Christ. We are victorious in what? In Christ. Your journey starts where? In Christ. Amen. Because many of us, our issue is you're trying to be good people. You cannot. You're trying, you're striving to be good people, but you keep finding that you're failing and failing and failing because you've not yet come to the revelation, the knowledge of where you are in Christ. Your position, your nature as a child of God is that of Christ in you and we in Christ. So we're not striving to be righteous, glory to God. We're not striving to be good people. His grace empowers us to become like him. Amen. So our journey of faith starts in Christ. Becoming like Jesus starts in Christ, in him. Becoming like God starts in God. Amen. So we are not like other faiths that we um, have to pile up our um, good deeds. We don't pile up um, hoping that we will do enough good things so that we may be accepted into, into the af afterlife. Hallelujah. But as soon, hallelujah, as we encounter Jesus, he says, John 17, 3, and this is eternal life, that what? They know you. Amen. As soon as we have Christ, we have eternal life. So our journey starts from our position we are seated in christ in heavenly places what you're sitting on right now is not as real as where you are in christ jesus he chose us in him hallelujah he predestined us where in him he saved us where in him and we will be glorified where in christ amen your journey of discipleship starts there from your position in Christ Jesus. Glory to God. I want that to settle in your head. The Father's distance is from your head to your heart. What you're hearing and it's transporting to your heart, sitting in your heart, that I am seated in Christ, that I am born in Christ, I'm born again in Christ Jesus. That I have a new life in Christ Jesus. That I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. That I'm a masterpiece in Christ Jesus. The Spirit of God has to transport it from mere mental ascent to a spiritual transformative experience. Amen. Glory to God. If you've been joining us at Tuesday Night House of Prayers, last, last Tuesday, we talked about having a personal revival experience how to have a personal revival experience and i was telling us that i don't want us to be seeing god move in other people and god is not moving in your life personally are you listening to me do you know what the difference between saul and david was do you know what the difference was saul when he was confronted with his sin was begging for the crown David, when confronted with his sin, was begging, God, don't take away your Holy Spirit. I gave a formula for a personal revival from Psalm 51. David was confronted with the sin of adul um, adultery and murder. And he went to God in repentance. He turned to God in repentance. And he said, take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of my salvation. Create in me a new heart. Amen. I don't want the Lord to be moving in other people's lives and he's passing over you. Say, God forbid. Amen. 
So we're preparing this season, we're praying for revival. What is revival? It's a spiritual awakening that we turn from our ways and turn to follow Jesus. Amen? That's what we are praying for. That the Lord will turn and stir the hearts of the city, stir the hearts of Nigerians to follow him. But before the Lord set a place on fire, he will set a people on fire. He will set a person on fire. So many of us, we are pointing and saying people need to change. But we need to change. Yesterday I was at an event where Philadelphia was speaking. And it was an event called Organizing for a New Nigeria. And Fela said something we've been praying for, for the past, what, two, three, four years. He said, for us to organize for a new Nigeria, we're essentially organizing for new Nigerians. And what have we been praying for here? When I tell you to pray for Nigeria, and you guys roll your eyes, I say, remember, we're not praying necessarily for the political entity. We're praying for who? Nigerians. Amen. So Nigeria will not change unless there are, there will be no new Nigeria unless there are what? New Nigerians. Because I see many of you, you insult politicians and you can, you, you can urinate on, do not urinate here. When we are saved in Christ, amen, and we are righteous in Christ, we are victorious in Christ, that is our position in Christ. What the Lord now does is he enrolls us into the school of the spirit. And that school of the spirit is called discipleship. Amen. It's called what? Discipleship. God's name for you is not Christian. It is son. Amen. And the name for God for you is what? Abba. Is father. Amen. So what the Lord does is as his children, he enrolls us into the school of the spirit. Amen. He enrolls us into the school of the spirit. And that school of the spirit is called discipleship. Now, I grew up in Joss, but where I grew up pre-2001 crisis, so I largely grew up in an Igbo community. And I really love Igbo culture. And one of the things I love, because I don't see it in my people, Plateau people, and in different parts of the country, is this thing called, I don't know, um, someone will help me call the name, is the Igbo apprenticeship model. Basically, a businessman or a craftsman has been in a trade for a particular period of time. And what he does is he gets boys, probably from his village or somewhere, and he trains them for a period of time, right? And then he releases them. He sets them free, so to speak. But he doesn't just set them free. He empowers them, at least the good ones, Abby. Right? Yes, African magic has educated me on and the good ones at least amen so i saw that a lot because our landlord papachi amaka he had one of the biggest electronic stores in just just before the crisis the crisis really honestly messed up many of um, northern cities in nigeria but before the crisis well, he had one of the biggest electronic stores and he had dozens of boys that were working for him immediately after the crisis 2001 we moved out of that community Years later, in 2017, when my sister was getting married, I was walking in the streets of Joss, and I heard my name. You know, you people know me as Jesse, but if someone calls me Nerot, you know me from, like, you know me from house, from yard. Do you understand? And he just called me. I was like, yeah. I said, he cannot remember me because he was in, on, he was in a big electronic store. This was Papachi Amaka's boy that I knew years ago, now had his own store and had his own boys. And it was kind of like the first time I knew somebody one-on-one, -on -one, you know, that I had. And I really believe now, if we, I believe that's a model we should adopt nationally. That's by the way, but I'm leading somewhere. The Greek word for discipleship, the closest English meaning is apprentice. And that's what we see in the Igbo culture that somebody sits on under the feet of someone takes on the character the traits amen the style then what becomes like that person and that person is empowered to do the same thing are you with me so jesus did not say come and make christians christians is the name the world gave us what did jesus say 
Go into the world and work. Make disciples, disciples, people who will sit under my teaching and will be empowered by me to go and do what again? Go and repeat the same cycle. Go and repeat the same cycle. Are you with me? So there's a cycle of discipleship. So it is each one, reach one, teach one. And it is like that, like that, like that, like that. Are you with me? Our relationship with Jesus is that of sonship. But he enrolls us in what the school of the spirit called discipleship, where we sit on his feet till we become like him. Glory to God. Amen. So where Dami read from, from Romans 8, 26 to 30, particularly 29, says that we will conform into the image of the son. Many Christians are conforming to the image of their pastor. Many Christians or churchgoers are conforming to the image of that denomination. We are supposed to conform to the image of what? Of Christ. The reason the, the, the um, unbelievers called them Christians in Antioch was because they behaved, they saw that this group of people had similar traits. Are you with me? They had similar characteristics. They had a similar way of behavior. And what? They said these people are what? Followers of Christ. They are behaving like Christ. Are you with me? So God calls us son. That is our relationship with him. But like every child that should be educated by their father, he enrolls us into the school of the spirit. The school of the spirit is what? Discipleship. And the closest example I can give you is that of the Igbo apprenticeship model. Amen. And please, I think we've mentioned it in this house some weeks ago. I said, please, if there's any way you can raise more leaders, please. There's an abundance. Let's stop hoarding things. Are you with me? Amen. You know, I, I really hate that when you meet a wealthy Nigerian big man and you ask him, how did you make it in life? And what's their response? Let's see it. Now, God. <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about, man. And now, bros, but what did you do? Say, oh, now, now, God. <clears throat> so as much as possible, we should try. This is career and business information but for us as children of god as much as possible we must amen sit on under the feet of jesus in obedience hallelujah so that we can conform into the image of christ now why should we conform into the image of christ why because jesus is the perfect model Amen. He's the perfect person to model our lives after. He's the perfect person to follow. The best of us, the best of us are men at best, are still men at best. So have you noticed we see people in our society with all their achievements, with all that they've done, they still have failings. They still have shortcomings. Nobody is perfect, we say. And often, because many of us have modeled our lives after certain people, even after pastors, after ministries, and when there is a scandal, when there is a failing, you see many people, don't, they don't know what to do again. They've built their foundation on men. The reason we are building our life on Jesus, the reason we are following Jesus as a disciple is because he's what? The perfect model. Hallelujah. He's what? The perfect model. Let me tell you something. Do you know, in the kingdom, I really want us, and I've said this several times, there's no competition in the kingdom of God. Amen? John the Baptist, when Jesus was approaching, he said, behold the Lamb of God. Two of John's disciples left John to follow Jesus. John did not say, Ace, <laughs> where are you going? You've not finished your training. Do you understand? We see so many people, men of God that will be cursing people that you will not have anything if you leave my church. What? You will never become, you will never amount to anything if you leave this. Are you okay? No, that's not a man of God. A follower of Jesus will never utter that thing with their mouth. If you follow Jesus and if we continue beholding him, there's a humility that we have that 
and, and, a, and a rejoicing that we have. If when we see people in quotes leave us, people never really leave us. Are you with me? Amen. Are you, with, are you tracking with me, please? Why do we follow Jesus? Why do we conform to the image of Jesus? Hebrews 12, 2 says we should look unto Jesus. It says looking unto Jesus. Looking unto Jesus. Looking unto Jesus because he is the perfect model. But he's not just the perfect model. He perfects our faith. Hallelujah. He perfects our work. Glory to God. Amen. He perfects us. Glory to God. Amen. So let's read it together. Look into Jesus, the founder and what? The perfecter of our faith. Does he say look into Pastor Jesse? Look into Eva. Look into Michael. Look into who? Jesus, the founder and the perfecter of our faith. Hallelujah. So this should also encourage you because your faith walk will not be perfected by you, will not be perfected by your pastor. It will be perfected by who? Christ, by Jesus. So we constantly look to him. We fix our eyes on him. So many of us, here's what we do. We look at Jesus and we look down. We are distracted by things of the world. We are distracted by the latest phone. We are distracted by the opposite sex. We are distracted by money. We are distracted by status. And then when we stumble, but praise be to God for mercy. Hallelujah. His mercies are new every morning. So we can lift our eyes again and look to who? Amen. The reason we conform into the image of Jesus is because he is the perfect model. He's the perfect mod, um, person. In him is all beauty. In him is all excellency. There is no sin in him. There is no mistake in him. Hallelujah. So I will lead, I will fail you. Our pastors will fail you. Your parents will fail you. Your boss will fail you. Your, your, your spouse will fail you. I'm not calling any. I'm, it's just part of the sermon. It's just part of the sermon. But ask any married person. Yes, several times. Do you understand? We fail one another. You, if you build your life, if you think that, oh, um, they will see, let me get married first. Then my life will start. And it's how we think. It's how we think. You people are laughing. So oh, let me get the next car first. They will see. Let me let me get the next model of iPhone, and they'll see. Then before you leave Banex, your phone falls on the floor. <laughs> One point four, dog. <laughs> oh, <see Lord. laughs> we look to Jesus. Why? Look at government and politics is failing us. <laughs> Everything is failing. Our businessmen are failing. COVID, you know what COVID did? COVID just revealed everything. That there's nothing you can build your trust in. You can't trust systems. You can't trust human beings. You can't trust institutions. But now, I don't know. Are we still in a, I don't know. Are we still in a post, post mid? I don't know. We've gone back to our old ways. Building our lives on shifting sand. We've come back to our old ways, but we must look to Jesus, hallelujah, to becoming like him. Because if you must become something, you must behold that thing. Are you with me? If you become something, you must behold that thing. If we are to become like Christ, we must behold him. Hallelujah. So Romans 8, 29 says, conforming to the image of Jesus, because in him is all beauty. In Christ is God revealed. He's the image of God revealed. One of the disciples said, Lord, show us the Father. And he said, have you been with me this long? Are you still asking for the Father? Don't you see that when you see me, you've seen God. When you encounter Jesus, you encounter God. Amen. The reason we conform into the image of Christ is because he is the perfect model. He is what? The perfect model. The Bible tells us he is the firstborn. He is what? The firstborn. How many firstborns are here? Raise your hand, raise your hand, raise your hand. Those of you around, just pray a prayer of blessing for us. Just say, Lord, 
supply them. I'm very serious. Say, Lord, this economy, bless every firstborn. Firstborns, raise your hand. You don't want blessing. Lord, I pray for all the firstborns in the mighty name of Jesus. The money they think we have, let us have it in Jesus' name. Amen. It's not easy to be firstborn. <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah. We need firstborns, eh? There should be national therapy for all of us. I'm telling you. Our parents use those to, to test different things. To, do you understand? Will they take Akamo? Will they take rest? My goodness, like, you've noticed some of us are not too tall. You understand? Like, <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> okay. But Christ, hallelujah, he's the firstborn of the new creation. Amen. He's the firstborn of what? The new creation. He says, conforming, conform to the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn among what? Many brothers. Hallelujah. Jesus came pointing, the gospel came pointing that this life is not all that there is to it. That there is more. Hallelujah. That there is what? More. And that he gives that life. So what Jesus did was he followed a pattern to show us how to attain that lifestyle. That we must be born in the spirit, born of the spirit, born in the spirit, amen, and be resurrected by the spirit. Glory to God. Glory to God. So Jesus, post-resurrection, the Jesus we are trying to become, and I hope you understand me, Perfectly. The Jesus we are trying to become is not the Jesus that died at 33. Amen? Is resurrected Jesus. Because we are conforming into the image of what? The Son among many firstborns. Hallelujah. So the journey of the believer is one who has been baptized into the death, burial, and resurrection. So we come into the new creation, and the firstborn of that creation is who? Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. Now, this word conform, right? What does it mean? To become like, to shape, to take the shape of. Amen. It's what? So we take the shape of the image of the Son. Hallelujah. We take what? The shape of the Son. So we are conformed. We take the shape of Christ. When we behold Him, what do we see? We see love personified. Amen? We see holiness. Glory to God. We see righteousness. So we take the shape of what we see. Listen. Anyone that is living in sin actively practicing sin that is living a life they are not used to and is a Christian or a child of God, you're acting not as you should. So the teaching, remember, of the New Testament is that everyone born of God is who is where? In Christ. Hallelujah. Is where? In Christ. Now, Apostle John um, in his first letter was telling us that the entire work of the child of God is that of love. And we love because he first loved us. Amen? Why did Apostle John tell us that? He said, because as he is, so are we. Hallelujah. So we take the shape of what we are in the spirit. Amen? We take the shape here on earth of what we are in the spirit. So he says, because we have this confidence, because by love perfected with us, so that we have confidence for the day of judgment. Because as he is, so also are we. Where? In this world. Hallelujah. So it is in this world that we are conforming into the image of the Son. Because we are still trapped in this bag of uh, flesh and bones. Amen. So the Lord wants that his persona, his personhood of love is alive in us. Hallelujah. So the, the way that happens is he enrolls us in something called the school of the spirit. And how he establishes that is what discipleship. Now, in discipleship, 
there is something called sanctification, which is all that we're talking about. So sanctification is the process of becoming like Christ. As that's the simple definition. Can we say it together? Sanctification is the process of becoming. Hallelujah. But remember, becoming like Christ is becoming what you are in him. Amen. Amen. So what Jesus does is, he says, if you abide in me and I abide in you, hallelujah, you will bear much fruit. But the way you bear much fruit is through pruning. Hallelujah. He supplies grace. He supplies his spirit mightily. He supplies favor. Hallelujah. But he prunes us. What does that mean? He takes out and it is painful. As a goldsmith, as a potter, he takes out the impurities. He refines us. Amen. So he takes away our lusts. He takes away our anger. He takes away our hatred. He takes away, what are some of the things people are struggling with? Pride. <laughs> he takes away what? Desires that are not of Christ. Amen. Amen. So he prunes us. So the breaking, sometimes it's as if he's breaking our bones. You're going through a suffering. You know, there's, there's suffering in the kingdom. Hope you people know. Now, there's a way that it's taught as if that that is all there is. Then there's a way that it's not even taught at all. So, in some places, there is no suffering. Are you serious? If you read earlier verses, it says we will, some, um, I think, 20, of, of Romans 8, particularly, he says, um, as long as we partake in his suffering, we'll be glorified as long as we partake in his suffering. Uh, permit me, I'm paraphrasing. So there's suffering in the kingdom, but suffering for the child of God is purposeful. Amen. It's so that he can take away, so that he can what? Refine us. Hallelujah. So we must all carry our cross. We must what? All carry our cross. So the safest prayer you can pray as a child of God, which is also the most dangerous, is not my will, but yours. <laughs> if you pray that prayer, anything that happens to you, take it like that. But let me tell you, it is the best thing that will happen to you. You hear what I said? It is the best thing that will happen to you because that is what mature children pray for. Not my will, but your will. Remember when we talked about man as tabernacle, we said our journey from the outer courts to the holy of holies is what? In the outer courts, we are asking for things. Right? But in the holy of holies, we are asking what does God want? Lord, what do you want? We're asking, what does God want? Not my will, but your will. Amen? Do you hear what I said? Not my will, but your will. Glory to God. So, God has given us something we call the spiritual disciplines. And these are the things that the Lord uses to conform us into his image. Now, the first thing he does... He teaches us how to pray. Amen? So the first spiritual discipline is prayer. For those of you writing. The first dis spiritual discipline is what? Prayer. So in the school of the spirit, which is discipleship, the first spiritual discipline is what? Prayer. Prayer is not an accessory. Prayer is not a feature. Prayer is our primary way we commune with the Father. Are you with me? Jesus started with prayers and he what? He ended with prayer. You must constantly be in communion with your father through the ministry of prayer, through the art of prayer. In prayer, the Lord speaks to us. And prayer is not just saying, Lord, give me, give me, give me. Prayer is also saying, Lord, your kingdom come. Your will be done in my life. Hallelujah. Your will be done 
here on earth as it is done in heaven. So in prayer, the Spirit of God also intercedes for us. If you read earlier verses of Romans 8, it says the Spirit intercedes for us with groanings when we do not even have words. You people, I don't understand. This faith work is so beautiful that we are not leaning on our own strengths. Hallelujah. We are not leaning on our own efforts. Hallelujah. We are leaning on the finished works of God, of Christ. Becoming like Christ is leaning on his finished works. Amen. So, number one, spiritual discipline is what? Prayer. Now, the way you will pray well is if you know the words of God. And to know the words of God, you must study this book. Amen. You must eat this book. Hallelujah. Because you are what you eat. Amen. You are what? You are what you eat. Is it not interesting? I was hearing Pastor Aaron say um, the other day. Jesus fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. And the devil still showed up. Yeah. The devil still showed up. And what did the devil do? He quoted scripture. Our generation, one of the things we've been praying for is spirit of discernment. Not everybody that sounds like God is from God. Amen. So Jesus, even after prayer, the devil showed up with the word of God. And many of us are not able to respond because we don't even know the word of God. So, in becoming like Christ, we are what we eat. If you will pray well and commune well with the Father, you must have his words. You must know his words. His words must live in your heart. Hallelujah. I don't know, maybe we should start the discipline of memory verse again. And before you can put offering or something. Honestly, it's that bad these days. Because the issue is not that there are... Um, illiterate um, biblical people is that there are no people that, there are no students of the word. We can, we can read now, we can read. You understand, we have what, 40 translations in our phones, our electronic devices these days. The problem is not reading the Bible. 500 years ago, people would have killed for what you have in your pocket. The problem is, there are no disciples of the word of God. So make it a duty to sit at his feet. Hallelujah. That is how we start confirming, conforming to the image of God. So number one is prayer. And number two is what? Study. Hallelujah. Number three is fasting. So fasting is not done to impress God. Amen. Fasting is not also a weight loss program. By the way, we are going to be fasting 21 days in September. Amen. Yes, thank you for that excitement. So, or should we make it 40? <laughs> Let's do 21. We're pretending. <laughs> Let's do 21. So, we're going to be doing 21. So, fasting is a way to deny yourself of what you have permission to enjoy, but in a season, focus on God. Amen. It's not saying, ah, let me finally just um, use this opportunity to lose weight. Many of you will gain that weight. But if that's what... Fasting is to have your time with God. It can be done on a personal level and corporately like, like we will be doing. Are you with me? Amen. So there are many distractions in our day and age. You can go off social media for a few days. You can stop watching entertainment. You can stop partaking in certain things because you want to focus on certain things to pull out from the word and through prayer so that in that season, you conform to the image of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Number four is communion. Now, this is not just partaking of the bread and the wine. I'm talking about this gathering. Hallelujah. 
with this gathering. I see many people who have been hurt by the church and say, me, I'm not doing church again. Just know Jesus for yourself. It's me and Jesus. Do you know what you're saying? You're saying, Pastor Jesse, I love you, but I hate your wife. That's what you're saying. You cannot love Jesus and say you despise his bride. Are you with me? So communion, the church is not perfect, but God is perfecting us. Hallelujah. He's washing us. He's interceding for us. He's cleansing us of all that is not of him. Hallelujah. So communion, it is in this place. We annoy one another. We learn um, that the way we speak to people is not proper. We learn that our mannerisms, you know, is upsetting this person. The way we talk is upsetting this person. Then because we love Jesus and we love our brother and sister in the faith, we are just. Amen. We love them regardless of their tribe, regardless of where they are coming from. In community, in communion, Christ is formed in us. Amen. So if the church has hurt you, I genuinely apologize. But you cannot say you love Jesus and not love his body. So in communion, Christ what? Forms us. Amen. In communion, Christ what? Forms us. There's one that is really rare in this generation. It's meditation. Did you hear what I said? It's what? Meditation. Meditation is the art of letting the word of God of you, let me put it this way, is the art of you becoming the word of God. Now, what the Lord told Joshua in Joshua 1 is, you shall meditate on this word day and night. Now, the Hebrew meaning of that word is not just that we sit like, you know, Christians these days, when we hear meditation, we are afraid because we think that is that Eastern meditation where we just sit down. No, 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 no. The Christian art of meditation is also proclaiming the word of God, speaking it out loud. Are you with me? Is utterance, is proclamation, is declaration. So sometimes you need to carry your Bible and read it out loud so that you will hear it. Amen? Amen. We carry social media and we're so distracted by it. I dare you to focus on this, your life will completely change. If you do one to four, then you apply five to your life. I'm telling you many of the things that you think you're struggling with, they will just be falling. In one month, you will just be saying, ah, I've not watched porn again. Oh, I don't have desires to sleep around again. Oh, I don't have desires to be at the bottom of a green bottle. Meditation, the word is taking root in your heart. The word is changing you, it's transforming you. Amen. I'll share two more then, we'll move on. This sixth one, many of you may not like it, is solitude. Is what? Solitude. Now, there's something we must understand that solitude for the Christian for the child of God is not being lonely. Amen? But it is being alone with God. Solitude is not what? Being lonely. It is being alone with God. The last time some of you have been alone with your thoughts, you were a teenager. You are afraid of what you are hearing. So you go, we go on social. We want to be distracted by the next dopamine hit. We want to be distracted by the next dopamine hit. Oh my goodness, my data has finished. Ah, no light. You can't, we can't sit down. We're afraid of being alone. Some of you are not afraid. When last, you're like, as this relationship is ending, the bros or girl, is just around the corner waiting. He has been on the bench. <laughs> Stay with Jesus. Amen. Yeah. Sit with Jesus. 
Solitude is not loneliness. It is being alone with God. Amen. You need to chase some people out of your life. You don't hate them. You're not judging them. They are not just good for you right now. Sit with Jesus. Let him tell you how far about your future, about your purpose. Amen. Solitude. Hallelujah. Practice the art of solitude. The seventh discipline is celebration. Amen. Is what? Celebration. Hallelujah. There is joy in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Righteousness, peace, and what? Joy in the Holy Ghost. That's what? The kingdom of God. Amen. One of the slices of the fruit of the Spirit is what? Joy. Celebration. Learn to celebrate God. If not that, I know God called me and has given me grace for this. Some of your faces is so discouraging. It's so discouraging. Why would you dress nice, do makeup and come and you're frowning from worship to announcement? Uh-uh. Celebrate life. Celebrate the life you have in Christ. Hallelujah. Have joy. Let it sit inside you. Tell your neighbor he's talking to you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm serious. If not that pastors, it's God that sent us. Do you understand? I know some of you. So what I, I've learned the art of looking through people. You understand? <laughs> you said, yay, I'm fixing my eyes on Jesus. I'm seeing Jesus in them. You understand? But honestly, celebration, we must learn to celebrate. It is a spiritual discipline. Let the joy of the Lord fill your heart. Amen. Paul said, I've learned in lack and in plenty. Hallelujah. Joy can't be stolen from the child of God. Happiness can be stolen. Happiness can be found at the end of a marijuana stick. Happiness can be found at the end of a bottle. For happiness can be found on the next sexual escapade. But joy, but you will keep on chasing happiness. But the joy of the Lord, the joy of your salvation, hallelujah, can never be stolen. You must let that joy come alive through celebration it is a spiritual discipline whether you have you don't have stop praising the lord you don't have enough money you don't have the how much before now yeah you just start praising the lord hallelujah you just start celebrating you just start thanking god you're ill in your body you do what you celebrate hallelujah some people say you never amount to anything you don't listen to them you celebrate jesus hallelujah learn the art of celebration Learn the art of celebration. Glory to God. Glory to God. There are a few more, but I think these are, there's giving. Okay, sorry, let's just put the eighth one. Giving. Giving. I actually forgot that one. Remember when we did generosity is our privilege? There's no way you will say you love Jesus and you are not giving to Jesus. Now remember, I said giving is not money. Giving is what? Giving your time, talent, and your treasure. Amen. So giving is a spiritual discipline we must have. So I think we're good with this eight. Amen. How do we conform into the image of Jesus? We look to him. Why do we look to him? Because he's the perfect model. In him we see beauty. In him we see truth. We see grace. We see mercy. We see justice. We see righteousness. We see the love of God in a person. Hallelujah. And we look to him so we can become like him. Amen. We fix our eyes on him. Thank God for the grace. Grace is not just so that it can save us. It's so that it can empower us to live as saved ones. Amen. Just praise the Lord. Just praise the Lord in your own way. Just praise the Lord in your own way, in your own words. Just bless the Lord. And just say, Lord, thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Give me the power to become like you. 
Just keep praying. Just keep praying. Just say thank you. Just thank the Lord for this salvation that we have. And uh, listen, if you're struggling with anything, anything, anger, lust, offense in your heart, just lay it at his feet now. Just lay it at his feet. Refuse to leave this meeting and you're still the same. Refuse to leave this meeting and you're still the same. Father, we just thank you. You're moving in the house. Lord, you have enrolled us into the school of the Spirit. Lord, we ask that we take away everything that is not of you. Appetites that are not of you. In the mighty name of Jesus. For we are new creation. Masterpiece in Christ Jesus. Lord, I pray over everyone. This morning. That we conform into that which we behold. Christ. Because he's the image of the invisible God. He's the firstborn of all creation. Of the new creation. And Lord, if there's any person struggling with sins, with certain things in our lives, Lord, this morning we ask by the power of your spirit and in obedience to your voice, Lord, we ask that you heal us, you restore us in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for every person in this place. They are dealing with one thing or the other, an illness they cannot mention. People are looking for job opportunities, businesses that may have failed. Lord, I speak restoration over your people in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, in the coming months of 2023, our testimony will be 2023 was a great year. In the mighty name of Jesus. This is our best year yet. Not because of what is coming. But because of what you have given us already. Because we are in Christ. And we have won in you. We have defeated the enemy. We have overcome. In Jesus name. Thank you father. For one city. For what you are making us become. You. <laughs> in Jesus name we pray. And just like we learned about the spiritual discipline of celebration, can we celebrate our King? Can we celebrate our Lord? Can we celebrate the Savior? Let us worship our God. Let's just celebrate Him with a clap offering. Celebrate Him. Shout for joy. Shout for joy. Hallelujah! Amen. Glory to God. Were you blessed? Father, thank you for your word. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.